From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Brian, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I think we're we're three in a row now, so we're uh, we're on a streak, which is good. Uh, yeah, things are good, man. The weather's getting better, and uh, everybody's kids are getting out of school here soon. Which, uh, but things are good. It's uh, the you know, the, the industry is moving crazy fast. We're done with uh, trade show season for the spring, and getting ready for all the things that happen in the summer. Yeah, and and so for today's guest, we we're welcoming back to the show. One of the originals. So the first time um, our guest was on the first show was actually show 15. So that's way back when. And uh, so Peter Ulander, VP of Marketing for Network and Security at VMware. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing all right. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the OG, right? I didn't realize it was 15. Yeah, you were on 15, buddy. So here's the thing. Awesome. On, you were on 15, and then you were on 100. And you coughed through both of them. So we put yeah. you in timeout, man, until 349. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, 349. You guys have grown. That's, that's awesome. Um, I'll try not to cough this time. It's taken a while, but I think I'm finally over it. Well, good. So you were, you were once the most interesting man in cloud. So what are you doing now, man? <laughs> yeah, so I joined uh, VMware. Gosh, uh, I'd have to say maybe a little under a year ago um, uh, with the sole purpose of helping them basically raise the story around networking. And, you know, in many ways, it's it's pretty much aligned to a lot of the things we learned in cloud, which is um, as applications become more distributed, as businesses are moving out of the data center, things become more fluid. Things are programmable. Things are, um, you know, scalable. Uh, all of the same terms. Um, yet what's interesting is the network never really grew with uh, the proliferation of cloud, or at least data center networking never grew with uh, proliferation of cloud. And so my job here, uh, specifically with, inside of VMware, is to help bring NSX into the cloud era, if you will. I think they have a great data center virtualization platform. Um, we've built that out. Uh, from a from a portfolio perspective, um, and we're starting to really address the needs of businesses that have gone multi-cloud. So it's kind of fun to be in that swing of things, and it's you know it's consistent with belief, which is um, you know you get you got to do things in software and you got to do things at scale and things that get get uh, developers excited. Yeah. So I mean, obviously VMware essentially kind of pioneered virtual networking back when you know VMs were were kind of evolving, uh, VM admin admins right. and, and network admins were all trying to figure out how to network virtual machines. You know, the world's kind of evolved past on-prem VMs. Where's, where is this sort of software defined concept going for networking? Where does it, where does it expand to? Well, so it, it helps you, you bring up a great point, right? VMware got into the networking business, believe it or not, 10 years ago, right? So the, for a company that's been around 20 years, 
10 years ago, they introduced the, uh, um, uh, the distributed switch inside of eSphere specifically for um, virtual applications. But what's happened in those last nine years or 10 years, um, it's actually kind of interesting. You know, there was the acquisition of Nasira. There was the focus on um, security through micro-segmentation in the network when they launched NSX. Uh, they've bought a number of companies um, that really kind of focused on how do you scale uh, and automate data center networking with with a company called Arkin. They basically did uh, network insights. They did an integration with um, uh, the automation suite here. So that was kind of, that, that accounts for about eight, nine years of that networking vision and strategy. It was almost um, exclusive to the data center overlay, trying to figure out how do we basically operate data, the software-defined data center at scale um, and, and get people on this, uh, this networking train, if you will. And it's, it's been pretty exciting. I think the, you know, the company counts over 4,500 customers. It's a uh, you know, $1.3 billion run rate. It's been super successful building in the data center. But what's next is what gets, gets me excited. Um, and that is as you get out of the data center um, and, and kind of into this multi-cloud world, into this multi-branch world. Um, and that's where we're, we're investing uh, a significant amount of money um, in acquisitions, in product development, et cetera. We have um, uh, the, the, the vision we're executing against is, or the mantra we're executing against is one that we call NSX Everywhere. And that's bringing uh, software-defined networking to every platform regard and every application, regardless of where it runs or how it runs. So we've been making significant investments doing things with containers, with bare metal, with KVM um, uh, from a virtualization perspective, and then investing in technologies like NFV and um, SD-WAN and uh, cloud to really give our customers that consistent fabric that runs from the data center to the branch to the cloud to the edge. And I think that's what's going to be the driving factor for SDN. I think SDN in the data center is a hard sell because there's no real compelling event. But as applications have moved across into this multi-cloud world, that's become the compelling reason why people are taking a look at how do they need to rethink their networking strategy. And do you think then the future of networking is all software and then follow up to that is as somebody who when i say you you, you were kind of pioneered the concept of cloud and originally owned cloud.com do you own cloudnetworking.com <laughs> i do not own cloudnetworking.com that's a good that's a good good say maybe i can make sure that uh, if that's available i can get it um so I, I remember when I first started to kind of get the internal teams kind of rallied, you know, uh, it, it was at the beginning of the phases where literally digital transformation was the overused term of all marketers. But, uh, you know, it came came into VMware and that's all we heard about. And I just I looked at the team. I said, listen, with digital transformation, the network is dead. Full stop. Um, and that got people's attention. I've since lightened that phrase, uh, talking more about the fact that the network the, the network that got us here for the last 20 years, right? There's been incremental um, uh, innovation that's happened in the network, but at the end of the day, it's still in a box. It's still defined for things like data center, campus branch. It's still very, very rigid. That network idea is not the network of the next 20 years, right? It doesn't go away because there still is this fundamental need for that physical underlay. But at the end of the day, I think the ne next network or the network of the future is this software-defined overlay um, that sits on top of all of these environments and actually 
brings or exposes that innovation up and gives customers the control um, from end to end, right? So that's what I think is is um, uh, is where SDN is going. Yeah. So you you, you mentioned the, the the phrase or the the approach sort of NSX everywhere. Um, there's kind of two flavors of NSX, right? There's there's NSX V and there's NSX T. Can you kind of walk us through the basics of what those are and kind of what's the differences between the two of them? Yeah, no problem. So uh, NSX V, um, that's that's the original platform, right? So this is NSX for vSphere. Um, and, you know, one of the ways I describe it to a lot of our customers is, you know, think about your mode one applications, right? To use the, the old Gartner phrase, or what is it, Forrester said, the systems of record. This is the classic data center workload where VMware cut its teeth and grew for such a long time. People are running you know, large machines with vSphere, um, with big systems of record type applications. They need network virtualization for it. NSXV solves for that. NSXT, in that same analogy, that becomes kind of the platform for the mode two scale out systems of engagement type workloads. Um, this is the platform that is embedded in um, uh, in the Pivotal platform in PKS and PAS. This is the, the platform that we work with all the upstream uh, Kubernetes distribution. This is the stuff, Brian, we're working on with um, uh, Red Hat OpenShift, right? So this is networking for container apps, for bare metal apps, for excuse me, for KVM, um, and ultimately becomes the platform by which we are delivering NSX out into the cloud. So what we're doing with Amazon or what we're doing with, um, uh, with, with Azure, right? So when you think more distributed, highly scalable, uh, scale-out type apps, um, their networking needs are fundamentally different than the classic data center apps. So NSXT solves for that. We've combined the two under a consistent brand. We call it the NSX data center um, uh, technology, right? So um, that's the platform. And customers are using a mix of um, of these two capabilities. There's a large um, uh, there's a large clothing retailer based out of it's one of the big brands based out of Europe. Um, they're you know a great example is they're they're a longstanding user of NSXV uh, in, in their classic data center stuff. But as they shifted to become more dynamic in the cloud to create newer experiences and actually leverage the web, not as a brochure, but actually as a, a way to connect better with their customers, they started to invest heavily in modern applications. And in that, they became um, uh, huge adopters of the NSXT platform. And for them, it was because it was consistent feel, consistent experience. They knew that the, they could um, take the policies and the, and, and the models they use in the classic data center or the rules and apply it to this new environment without having to learn um, or, or uh, not only did they not have to learn a new new language, but they also were able to do it in a way that for, for them, they wanted to be able to go leverage modern application architectures, but not um, have that detract from, you know, the, the, their policies and security and network operations that they had. And so NSXT kind of solves for that. Well, see, so you bring up a great point there because public clouds, I mean, you mentioned them, have their own internal network. So help us understand how that interconnect happens and what role VMware plays in networking once um, a company gets outside their own data center. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just it, networks are everywhere, right? I mean, the only way that we actually can interoperate is by the fact that there is some level of transport, whether that transport is inside our data center, inside the uh, you know 
the wide area network or, or inside the cloud. So taking a look at how do we leverage what's already there with regards to doing the connectivity and build our tools on top of it or our platform on top of it. That's kind of, that's, that's the, the, the way we think about the, the problem or technology. So say, for example, Microsoft Azure, as our customers are moving to the public cloud, um, what we do uh, is we basically get an agent that would sit inside of a VNet. Similarly, in Amazon, it's an agent that sits inside of a VPC. And what it does is it enables you to have that consistent um, application policy or security policy. It enables you to have um, the ability to enable micro-segmentation uh, inside of a VNet or inside of a, of a VPC such that you're not just firewalling based on the 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 you know the virtual data center def- definition you're actually able to segment and you know drive better um, uh, better controls of your apps um, by micro segmentation or micro segmenting the workloads and the data so that is kind of how it works and then it ties back into the main platform where you know literally for from a user perspective you're just you're just writing your apps or you're deploying your apps and it applies those rules and policies regardless of whether you're sitting in your data center, sitting across the WAN or sitting in the cloud. Okay. So, so it extends. So like, for example, if I extend this out into AWS or Azure, for example, it goes all the way out to like those compute resources. It doesn't sort of stop at like an Azure firewall. I mean, you're going to, you're going to get visibility all the way to the VM, the compute resource, the container. Cool. Yep, we get real-time visibility all the way in because of the fact that we're placing an agent inside. I know there we have some competitive uh, pressure from from certain companies out there, and what they do is basically just they'll get you into the cloud. But once you hit that um, that VPC or VNet, the the, the firewall, um, they're not going to go any deeper, right? They'll give you the visibility and the and the flows and the controls. But by getting the agent actually into the um, into the VPC, now we can actually go all the way down to the VM, the container, um, you know, the application. Nice. Okay. Okay. So help me out with uh, connecting the dots even a little further. Then is this where the VMware Virtual Cloud Network comes into play? Like, what is the differences between that and how does all of yeah. that work into all of this? You know, so, um, and and you guys remember when, gosh, I, th- I think it was probably about six, seven years ago when VMware launched the software-defined data center. Um, and I remember, you, you know, we were at cloud.com at that point in time when they announced it, or it, we might have actually already made it into Citrix. Aaron, you, you were there. Yep. Um, yep. And when That's they, exactly and when they it announced was. it, yeah. So so when they announced it, what was crazy about SDDC was it was a vision for how data centers needed to operate like clouds. They took in many ways the messages that we had been using um, to drive the proliferation of, of cloud.com into uh, or cloud stack into private environments, private cloud environments. And they basically coined a phrase and they painted a vision that brought together their compute platform, their network platform, and well, I guess in, in this case, I'm now at VMware, but you know, they, they brought together compute network and storage and did all of the orchestration and told it in a story that was significantly more powerful than, hey, by CloudStack or by OpenStack. Um, and I think it, it changed it changed the world because it created the the uh, you know the differentiation. Now I know why I need to buy all of these things. So the same thing's kind of happening in the networking space. Um, we need to be able to come up and have that reference design or vision that pulls together 
all of the areas where our customers' applications and data may, might reside and how you network it. So networking in the data center, networking in the WAN, networking through our telco partners, networking in the cloud, right? All of these things stitch together to create what our customers are going through on a daily basis, right? I think um, they say that, you know, 50% of enterprise applications are running in the cloud. Even crazier is the fact that 100% of new innovation um, is happening in the cloud, right, for enterprises. So the applications and workloads have moved out, but the, the network stopped at the data center edge. This is about how do we create that end-to-end fabric with built-in security delivered in software that customers can get behind. Otherwise, we just keep talking about NSX as a router replacement capability or something along those lines. So this is about up-leveling the message and and the vision, continuing to execute on the roadmap and strategy that we have, but painting it in a way that our uh, you know the market and our customers understand how all of these pieces are going to fit together in one common uniformed experience. Yeah, and 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 all these environment. I mean, you know, when when SDDC sort of came out, everything was was very centered around VMware VMs. Um, you know, the things you're doing now, that's not necessarily the the center. It's not necessarily a, a mandate. You guys are you're are you given the freedom then to? I mean, it seems like you're given the freedom to go work with you know, whatever partner you need to, whether it's a AWS or Azure, or, you know, you mentioned like working with Red Hat, I'm sure working with a lot of others, Yeah, like VMware has that freedom within the whole Dell family to, to go do that and grow the NSX business. Absolutely. I mean, if all we do is net- networking for, v- for vSphere, um, you know, it's a huge market, but that doesn't solve what customers need us to go do, right? And so, you know, that that's our opportunity in front of us. We, we definitely, we cut our teeth with regards to networking for vSphere, but, um, you know, there's a whole new world out there where uh, there hasn't been a lot of innovation in networking, and that's our opportunity to grow and go make it big. And that's driven, to your point, Brian, that's driven a lot of those relationships that we're able to go, go foster with, you know, Red Hat, whether it's on um, uh, OpenShift, or even the fact that we're supporting KVM, right? That's that's one working with the open source community, or the work that we're doing, of course, with um, Azure and Amazon. But we've also got IBM and a number of other large clouds out there. And I think, um, you know, the funny thing is, uh, a lot of a lot of people look at the the competition, especially around networking as it relates to VMware versus Cisco. And you know, candidly, it's more of a VMware and Cisco. Right? There's a lot of environments where we bring or expose a lot of the innovation that, that, that Cisco is doing. And as such, um, there are reference designs. There's actually Cisco-validated designs that include um, the NSX platform in how they go to market. So, you know, there, there's probably a little bit more uh, hostile co-opetition there, but it's, it's still co-opetition. So it's, it's kind of fun to have the opportunity to work across all of those other things. I, I think, you know, if it was just let's build networking for VMware, I don't think I'd be here. Yeah. That makes, I mean, it makes sense. The world's, the world's <laughs> expanded. It's, it's interesting how far it's, it's come yeah. in five or six years. That's cool. Yeah. It is kind of crazy to think how the world's changed in the last five, six years, right? Yeah. So, so who is, you know, like, you know, if you, if you had to put a name on it, obviously you guys are, you're out talking to people, you, you know, you, you're in meetings with customers and so forth. Like who is the virtual cloud network admin? Is that a, is that, a, is that a VM admin? Is it a container admin? Do like, is it the SRE team? Yeah. Is it like, like who, who identifies around this sort of expanded space? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the personas, that's an interesting one. Um, and when I look at my customer base, um, you know, I'll 
just being candid, I think it's, it, it, again, it comes from VMware's legacy. Uh, gosh, I would, I would argue 80, maybe more percent of um, my customer persona is the, the vir- data center virtualization admin, right? The, the, um, the infrastructure admin that's been responsible for, for really focusing in on the apps and stuff. That landscape is changing. Um, in the case of, uh, of containers, for example, uh, developers play an extremely important role in how we go to market and how we, how we engage. But the thing is, they don't care about NSX. They don't care about networking. They just care about their tools. So there, um, uh, the buyer or the influencer actually will come through our partnerships with companies like Pivotal or, or, or Red Hat. Um, for the virtual cloud network, uh, as that expands... Um, we actually see uh, a couple of areas where um, we kind of we take shape inside of an enterprise. So, for example, uh, when we launched it, um, we actually had the, the, the chief information security officer from WL Gore um, talking about how this impacts his business. He's actually um, uh, WL Gore. They, they, they use NSX in the data center. They use SD-WAN to connect to the cloud. They use, um, I, I think they're using Amazon from a, from a public cloud perspective. He's the one who drove uh, the need for the virtual cloud network because of the fact that he wanted a common security thread between the data center to cloud. And he viewed that that security could be optimized by taking a look at it via the network. So there's one example, which isn't your typical networking guy or data center um, administrator. We also have this new emerging group uh, of cloud admins, the guys who are now responsible for infrastructure um, that is running on-prem and in the public cloud. Uh, and they are more software defined by, by definition. Um, but this is an emerging group that seems to be sitting into, inside of IT and in the, some of these really large organizations. So when, when we attach ourselves to a cloud or, or a cloud infrastructure admin, they actually are the ones who drive our success and our implementation as, as, we, uh, as we get into the customer space. We actually had um, a great story at VMworld last year. Centene, they're like the biggest company nobody's ever heard of. Um, they went from Fortune 400 to Fortune 50 to Fortune 19 in just a matter of three or four years. Um, and they did it through acquisition. They just kept basically pulling all of these companies together. Um, and uh, they're specifically, they're, they're an insurance. Um, so they focused on the cloud to, to unify all of these different IT environments. It was a, um, uh, a initial cloud admin that picked up uh, the NSX platform and started to build it out. Today, he's actually the vice president of infrastructure um, for Centene. His career took off. Um, just because of the fact that he, he went away from the traditional constructs of roles that happen in, in classic um, uh, enterprise. And he built a small team, I think there's only five of them, um, that was focused on this emerging cloud um, uh, cloud infrastructure. And, you know, now he's, he's running the full organization as the companies make that shift. So those are the kind of changes that we see from the personas of where we engage. We still see huge opportunity to engage with the, the networking admin. Um, we usually start there more from the SD-WAN perspective because that's a real problem they're trying to solve today uh, versus worrying about a lot of the networking in the cloud. So there's different entry points for how we, um, we engage with our customers. Yeah, no, you know, it makes sense. And Aaron, it's something we always get feedback from on people is like, you know, what what should I go focus on next? What should I go learn? And I, I think what Peter essentially highlights is focus on making the business better first and foremost, and then you yeah. know, the, the tools will sort of follow behind. And, and the nice thing is, 
you know, no matter where you're starting from today, you you have an opportunity to sort of become more relevant if you're if you're willing to put the time in. Yep, exactly. It's, it's funny um, when when I first started, you know, I come from that classic model of you, you can't tell people too much, and and you got to really kind of make it systematic or, or programmatic to how they they can engage with you. Um, and you know, the old mode of selling this stuff was, oh, virtualize everything, virtualize all your networking. Here's NSX, do it all. And you know, it was kind of like the original the original cloud pitches that you saw. Everybody goes, oh, go, just go to the cloud. And people built these private clouds without understanding why did I build it. Um, so from a marketing perspective and from a sales enablement perspective, I think it's really important for us to not just go sell somebody on the concept of SDN. We've got to sell them um, you know, capabilities that solve some key problems. So with that, we actually we identified, I think the, the way I talk through it is it's four, four or five kind of key insertion points that customers should be thinking about. First off, the easiest is how do you leverage security in the network, network security um, for your infrastructure, especially as you're getting more cloudy um, uh, uh, across your business. This is where micro-segmentation sets in. From there, we can move into scale. So data center consolidation, bringing all of these these platforms together. Um, You want to automate everything, and you can start that automation in the network. So the network overlay for automation becomes your next step. The third step is going multi-cloud. Get out of the data center. How are you dealing with your branch? How are you dealing with the cloud? This is how you start driving that consistency. And then then the fourth one that we talked to is um, literally how do you embed these the, the, these capabilities, this this policy, this this visibility into the your next gen next gen applications. And so that's what we're doing with regards to the work of uh, with with Pivotal and Kubernetes. All of that kind of frames how you move up the ladder of complexity. And we find that customers, as they self-identify where to plug in, where their project is, they start small and then they grow. And they ultimately, they, they fill out all, all four of those pillars as they, um, as they scale. Yeah, makes great sense. That's fantastic. So we're, we're kind of up against our time here. We're going to ask you one final question. Um, have you ever seen Dom Delfino and the singer Pitbull in the same room at the same time? No, no, no. I, I actually, I'm, I'm seriously thinking that they are the same person. Um, we were at Dell Tech World. Pitbull was at Dell Tech World. Dom was at Dell Tech World. They were not in the same room ever yep. uh, as much as we tried. So, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of funny to have such, uh, such royalty on the team. <laughs> so for those that don't know, take a look in the show notes and click on the link. Um, uh, Dom's on the uh, on the team, and uh, you can check out for yourself and and, and come to your own conclusions as to uh, which, which one's Dom yeah. and which one's Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I mean, only thing that uh, kind of saves Dom is Dom's about what five six inches taller than Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're spitting image. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Peter, where can everyone find out more about you, about the team, about the products, and, and kind of learn yeah. more from here? So uh, we're actually launching a big, broad web campaign, webcast, 
um, for the virtual cloud network globally. Uh, so they'll start ro- rolling out region-wide. And that's all going to be available through VMware.com. It'll have the whole vision and strategy around what we're doing around virtual cloud network, as well as going to the deep details of, of product. Um, you know, coming to a city near you, we're also going to make sure we're out there working with, uh, with customers and regions to be able to touch the tech, get in and actually see the stuff in action, um, and get your hands on the, on the capability. So that's always available. Um, myself, you know, I'm, I'm still at you, Lander, on Twitter. Uh, I probably need to get a little more active on that. I kind of slowed down there for a while, but you know, that's what, um, that's what, that's what happens as you get older, I guess. Yep, absolutely. All right. So on behalf of Brian and myself, Peter, thank you very much for your time. And, uh, thank you everyone for listening this week and, uh, we will talk to everyone next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.